Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fahim Mujahid podcast. Um, I've been trying to make a commitment to be more consistent and give myself this opportunity to um, connect and share and grow on this platform. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I've been sticking to that habit and those patterns and it's been showing up that way. So it means a lot to have this consistency um, where I can feel like I'm constantly working on building and creating something special um, with you guys, with, with, with you listeners. So I really appreciate you guys um, continuing to support the work. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about something that showed up. You know, I was in, in I was in the situation where um, I was going and showing up for a player that I, that I, I work with. Um, he had a performance that was really important to him and I wanted to go and support. And, you know, it's to, to, to no one's surprise, you know, the reality is, is that especially when you're dealing with competitive sports, you're also dealing with competitive egos. Now, where you would think that that only applies naturally, it only applies to the players, that would be the first mistake you would make. The reality is, is that you spend more time than the players. You spend more time navigating yourself around the personalities and egos of the coaching staff or people that are in or a part of the franchise and maybe they understand the importance of mental um, performance training or psychology and how it impacts the player's performance and maybe they don't. But nonetheless, you're still going into a highly competitive environment and you're mastering and learning to um, coexist around a variety of different personalities and egos. So chances are you're always going to run into that one person or the two people or those 10 people who who don't necessarily see your value in being there or who may not who may just not want you to be there, <laughs> which is which is fine, right? Because I think what we have to do is we have to set ourselves up for our path and understand that the conviction that we have and the purpose that we're doing and the work that we're doing, as long as we're getting that connection and that buy-in from the individual that we're going there to work with, then all the other things things um, should roll off your roll off your back like uh, like water on a duck but we then also understand that we're all you know we're all social communal beings right so we're constantly seeking affirmation validation we're constantly seeking um, encouragement and connection from our tribe right that's how we're designed innately as human beings so it could be somewhat difficult somewhat challenging when you're going into an environment and you're picking up those kind of vibes, or if you're going to an experience and you're getting that in return. You know, I've learned not to take it personal. I've learned to kind of trust and go within. 
um, and understand that, again, connect to a higher why. Um, and it kind of naturally just takes care of all the house. Um, but I, I, I have to admit, you know, in that moment when I was met with that energy from that specific person, it shook me a little bit. It started automatically connecting to that stress, right? Which again, stress occurs when you when your brain perceives a threat or a potentially threatening situation or an individual. And again, so when I tapped into that, the first thing I started to do, the first thing I started to do is figure out, again, where that threat was coming from, and then also try to find a way subconsciously to avoid or to remove myself from that stressful situation that was causing that fight or flight response. And here's the thing, when I was in that moment, in the, in the, in the, the interaction with that individual was very brief, but it was very powerful. And in that moment, what I started to do, like a lot of my clients do when they're met with either individuals like that or people who are making certain comments about them on their journey and, and how you've changed and the things you used to do, you're no longer doing those. Like when those moments come, you have an opportunity to see it as it is and powerfully impact with it or connect with it and understanding that that has, that has nothing to do with you. It has more to do with the individual. Or you could do like I did, unfortunately, and let it linger on to where now it's starting to cause you to start thinking and second thinking or second or, or second guessing your 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 ability to do your job, but also the impact, the purpose of you even being there. Like it happens, it happens extremely quick. It happens really quickly. And if you're not mindful of it, what you can end up doing is spiral or that thought can spiral into other thoughts, right? And then you find yourself in a space or in an, or an energy that's not conducive of what you want to create. So here I am showing up, getting ready to um, pour as much as I can into this experience because I knew how important it was for this athlete. I met with this one individual who happens to say something out of the side of her neck and in responding to it just kind of cavalierly, as soon as the individual left, I'm now in that space, but now I've changed my entire approach. My mindset is is operating from a, a completely different frequency. I'm not even, I'm no longer focused on why I'm there. I'm now questioning why I'm there. And it happened in a matter of seconds, right? So what I always, what I always tell my, my clients is that you want to make sure that you're constantly having, you, you constantly have access to a library of things, resources, tools, statements, mantras, power words that you can go through in those moments of challenge, in those moments of self-doubt. Because the reality is, and this is what I think is important for us to understand, no matter where you are in your path, no matter how successful you are, no matter what you're working towards, no matter if you feel like you're starting from the bottom and working yourself up to the top, that'll that'll never end it'll never come to an end where you won't run into those moments where you're going to need things that remind you of your power your purpose you're going to need tools that allow you to tap back into your ability to connect with while you're there and, and to validate while you're even following this vision you're going to constantly run into situations and individuals that challenge that Right. You're going to constantly run into individuals or situations that shift you into that mindset, that shift you into that um, thinking less than doubting yourself, um, questioning your purpose. That's going to happen. So the quicker you can develop resources and go to's when you're met with that moment, the quicker you can get back to neutral. So here I am in this moment and I'm realizing after he left two minutes, two minutes passed and I'm still in this mental state. And I, and I had to say to my second, okay, hold on, Bob. Like, here you are, you bust your ass to be in this position. 
you know, you're working with this world-class athlete, you know, you created something pretty fucking special, you know, it's doing all the things that it's, that, the, that it's designed to do. You're, you're creating value for this athlete in a powerful way. You're stepping in your purpose and you're going to let this no Joe, no blow, make a little statement or say something and it's going to start, it's going to cause you to question everything that led up into this moment, everything that has to do with you being here. You're now questioning all that because of the feedback from some schmuck, right? So here's your opportunity to practice what you preach. So what I ended up doing was, once I saw, once I recognized the spiral that was happening, I went to my, I went to my library, my tools, and one of the things is, is, is having a background and experience being a meditation teacher. Obviously, meditation is a very powerful tool in my library. So I went to my car, prayed for a second, and then I meditated for 12 minutes. And while I was meditating for 12 minutes, in that meditation experience, I went through a guided meditation with myself where I went back and I created the experience that I wanted to have. I went back and created the experience that I wanted to have. What did I want to see? What did I want the outcome to be? How do I want, how did I want everyone to respond to my presence being there? How did I want my athlete to respond to my presence being there? What did I want my impact to be? How did I want to step in my purpose, right? I wanted to shift my frequency back to actually living in that experience, not just visualizing it, but emotionally arriving at that experience. I also went through the practice of understanding again, reaffirming that the energy that I was getting was an opportunity for me to go back and check back in with myself. That individual gave me an opportunity to go back and harden my belief. It gave me an opportunity to go back and practice certain things that I have always made a habit of prioritizing practicing so that I felt Teflon in those moments. It gave me an opportunity to, again, re reiterate how important it was. You know, it also served as a powerful reminder, again, for me to understand that as you go on this journey, not everyone, nine times out of 10, from statistics alone, they show that majority of people in this, uh, in this, on, on the planet aren't, aren't clothed in their purpose, right? A lot of us are spending most of our time just doing things or doing jobs that leave very little fulfillment. So as you walk on this journey, and you're, and you're communicating this purpose and this passion that you have for the work that you have, you're gonna naturally run against a lot of resistance for people who might not either be in that same space with what the work that they do or what they're committed to doing, but you're also gonna run into people who've probably given up on that, finding that thing for themselves. And I'm not saying that was the energy around this specific engagement or exchange, but nine times out of 10, as you go on this journey, you're gonna to have to understand that at some, time, at some point, you may feel alone, and at some point, you may be met with resistance from people who you love, trust within your community, and some people that you don't even know, maybe in your employment, or the people you're just around. So you have to develop these tools and these exercises to keep you keep you level-headed, keep you arriving at neutral mentally so that you can do the work that you know that God the universe has created you to do. So how your brain how your brain perceives threat is very important. Right? Because the moment your brain perceives a stress or a threat, it starts preparing the body for action, right? That fight or flight that I run that I referred to earlier. Right? 
And then what happens from that moment on, it then begins to subconsciously try to do everything it can to avoid, right? Removing you from the situation, right? The first thing, the first thought goes to, okay, why am I here? Trying to find a reason to not be here, right? To avoid that energy that was coming from that one particular individual, right? That's now being associated with this space. So subconsciously, without without me even knowing it, what's going to start shifting or happening is that I'm going to start trying to find excuses or ways to avoid the environment. And then if I can't avoid the environment because I'm still committed to doing the work, then I'm going to do whatever I can to avoid that individual. And in the cases, in the case when the body is overwhelmed by stress, right, or that fighting or fleeting experience, the body, the body may feel at times, it may feel as if it's unable to choose between those those impulses, right? So when the body is feeling like it cannot, you know, it's at a point where it just can't meet that moment and it's trying to figure out whether to fight or flight, what then happens is that your body goes through a, um, a physiological response where it is, where it freezes. It freezes. And at different moments, you know, when the moment had already gone and I had that exchange, I felt myself freezing in that moment. And what I mean by freezing is that not only did I feel like I wasn't moving, but I also wasn't, I wasn't expanding beyond that experience with my thought. I kept replaying, replaying, replaying. I didn't fight. I didn't, I didn't flee. I froze. And I think a lot of times when we're met with moments of stress, when we're met with moment challenge, when we're met with those moments that leave us feeling a little bit icky, we have a tendency to freeze and constantly replay and relive that negative experience. And, and, and studies show that when you start reliving a lot of those emotional, emotionally charged experiences, what begins to happen, we associate a powerful meaning to that and that shifts into our belief. And I tell people all the time, your belief about yourself, the image you have of yourself, your belief about this world and your existence in it, the response that you get, the engagement you get, whether this is a friendly or, or, or a threatening universe that you live in, those beliefs are being re- reconfirmed and hardened every single day through every single experience. So how anxiety affects your mind, right? So anxiety, or the, when that stress shows up and you're feeling like you're, in, you're engaged in one of those moments and you're freezing or you're fleeing or you're flighting, you know, our brains naturally pay more attention to negative or threatening information in our environment than positive, right? Or reaffirming, right? So naturally, just the way we're wired, I'm gonna pay more attention to the people who are bringing negative energy. I'm gonna pay more attention to the people I perceive subconsciously as being threatening, right? That's the way we've always done this. And it can go throughout our history and, you know, again, it explains as far as how we were able to back in the ice age and the stone age and, and, and BC this, BC that, how we evolved as, 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 as human beings was our ability to be able to constantly survey the environment and hyper-focus subconsciously on those things that were negative or life-threatening. So naturally, we're still wired in that way. Well, for the most part, we're constantly perceiving the threats of this world around us. So naturally, we spend more of that time in that elevated worried state. So when you have someone that comes around, when you have someone that brings that kind of energy, then naturally it's it's just easy, it's easier for you to connect and hyper-focus on 
or fixate on that one particular individual or that energy that you're getting from that one person, as opposed to all the amazing, reaffirming, positive, supportive people exchanges in that same environment. So talking a little bit about how now shifting into how anxiety affects our mind. So anxiety weakens the connection between our amygdala and our prefrontal cortex, right? So when the, amyg when the amygdala alerts the brain to danger, the prefrontal cortex should kick in and help you to come with, to a rational, logical response. So your, pre your prefrontal cortex is where you go or where we operate the brain from the brain standpoint that helps us make those succinct and logical response to whatever that threat may be, whatever is causing us anxiety. But here's the thing, if the, if the amygdala naturally due to the anxiety weakens that PFC, then chances are so we're going to spend more time either making decisions that are not in our best interest, right? Freezing, fleeing, fighting. So I think a more powerful thing that I want to leave us with on this journey today is when you're met with those moments or those situations similar to what I had communicated and those moments arise in the game, right? Those moments arrive in conversation with someone. Those moments arrive at any point throughout your, throughout your journey. When that signal is fired up and that anxiety and that stress kicks in and, and the amygdala does what it does what it's designed to do and it impacts the prefrontal cortex and it by in response to that you start losing your ability to be able to discern between what is the more logical sensible action step to take in response to how you're feeling so that you can get the desired outcome i want to leave you with a few things that i i think are very important ways to kind of help navigate through those moments the first thing I do is understand my understand my thinking style, right? So my thinking style, when I usually find myself in those situations, those heightened situations, I see things that's very black and white. And that's not always, especially in that environment, the most constructive, effective way of going about it. I see it as, okay, evil, good. So what I've learned to do instead of judging it or rushing to that judgment is to see it more as the gray. Okay, how can I use this conflict as an opportunity for growth? How can I use this opportunity as kind of like reaffirming my, my positioning on how connected I feel and my purpose? How can I use this opportunity to re-engage the experience differently? And by doing so, it starts helping me arrive at that gray state as opposed to the black and white. The second thing, I started exploring ways to learn how to stop thinking negatively, learn how to stop thinking um, from that destructive lens, learn how to create an environment that's conducive of the habits that you want from how you're thinking, how you want those thoughts to align with what you want, what you want to create, what you want to manifest in your life. And that's something that you have to do on your own. But I started exploring for other opportunities to how to shift, not only how to shift, but how to stop when I'm feeling myself shifting to negative thoughts or thinking patterns, how to, how to learn how to step out of that. And we'll explore that in, in a later podcast. The third thing is important, practice mindfulness in everything. Like I said, we're, we're always going to be conditioned to see the threat negative in any environment. But to practice mindfulness is to see the present beauty in everything, every experience. Oh, I woke up today, or oh, I'm sitting here today. 
I'm recording this podcast without having to think about how I'm sitting and how my spine is erect or how my heart is pumping blood to my lungs and vice versa. Like practice where you are and arrive at that place in that moment from a state of mindfulness. And if you can start doing that consistently, you'll start creating more of a connection with the world and with your experience and with the present moment. And then that'll make it easier for you to manifest and create the outcome that you want. The next thing I want you to do is avoid thought stopping. So what I mean by that is that a lot of times when we get in that space and we're starting to reaffirm a lot of those positive beliefs about ourselves and we're starting to reaffirm um, the vision that we have or we're using our imaginary skills to create that vision that we have and those experiences that we want to create. Like I said, I went back and in my meditation, I started using those imagery skills and started visualizing those certain things and being outcomes or those outcomes I want. I also carried that vision. I carried those vibes back into the environment. And my job was to see how long I could carry those thoughts throughout my day. So I tell players all the time, I tell clients all the time is when you get into that positive flow of your thoughts, you know, try to do whatever you can to avoid being interrupted in that thought cycle. Like practice being present in those space of thoughts, practice being present with the energy and the intention behind what you want to create in this present moment. See how long you could do it. Can you do it for five minutes? Can you do it for 10 minutes? And the last thing I think is very helpful is use a thought, a thought diary. Right? So I'm, I call mine a thought journal. But what it does, it automatically allows you to connect more with your experiences from the standpoint of just being more aware. And the moment you start becoming more aware of what's going on in your life, especially the thoughts that you're entertaining, that's where real change begins. So the moral of the story, I was able to connect to the experience. I was able to show up in my true form and my true self and pour in to the best I could to the individual. I hardened the reason why I was there. I knew my purpose for being there. But more importantly, because of this interaction, I was able to use this opportunity as a continuation for me to grow, for me to see where I needed to reaffirm my belief in myself so that the weight that that individual or that weight that that in that that experience carried no longer carried the same amount of weight cheers hey guys welcome to the fahim mujahid podcast i'm your host fahim mujahid i'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach but more than that i'm a father husband family member and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people listen i've been on this journey of self-evolution myself and i find that with each opportunity if one's passionate enough you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others but find your way to your true north i find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever i can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together what i want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy the focus the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing the world that we're all living in it's a place that i want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome home.